Well, dearest family, I realize now that I've been missing the greatest opportunities to break through to my higher calling. I've been wading through the muck of a swamp to get to the pristine waters, and it's always a wearying, long journey by the way I've gone about it. The good news is that the Lord is clarifying this for us. And if we obey and are consistent and diligent, we're going to see marvelous changes in our productivity for the kingdom of heaven each day. And that includes with our family as well. Many of you don't need this lesson. Many of you have got it right. But I needed this lesson. It all began when Ezekiel was under attack again with yet another strange malady that we couldn't diagnose. We had no idea what it was. We just knew that the Lord was allowing it as a correction because we got God's correction in the Bible promise book. And he's always faithful to show us that. Anyway, the subject of pride came up. And I realized that somehow we had opened the doors to pride, and I soon found out that pride was the culprit for both of us. Ezekiel recognized his sin, but I couldn't see mine. Oh, I knew it was there all right. I know I've got a lot of pride, and it surfaces when I lose my temper, I get angry. I realize that that's complaining against God because he allows these circumstances And I know I've got lots of pride. I didn't know what manifestation of my pride the Lord was trying to draw my attention to. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord. Let me be like you in all my ways. And I kept singing that over and over again, really feeling conviction but not being able to identify its source. I came into prayer asking him, Lord, I just don't understand what you mean by pride. I'm blind to it. It just doesn't make sense. Please reveal it to me. I realized it must be serious because I don't see it. And I think whenever pride is its worst, it's invisible to us. I was a little confused and hurt, and I didn't understand I had a communion service, and after I received the Lord, I saw his face before me, and he held my face tenderly in his hands. And I was thinking of all the times when I didn't obey him, when I had an inkling that he wanted something, but I didn't obey, and I didn't ask because I didn't want to be told no. And I began repenting and feeling very badly, seeing clearly that that was at least one area of pride. As I listened for his voice, I could not believe the words that were coming from his mouth. You honor me with your lips, but where is your heart? You put other things before me, Claire. Every morning I wait for you. That there's always something more important that comes first. This I want to stop. You said it yourself. Watch what a person does with their time and you will see where their heart is. This was so amazing to me because I had noticed 
when I was cleaning house and trying to get everything ship-shaped so I could get into prayer, that very admonition came back to me, and it was in my mind. And I thought at the time, "Uh uh-oh, I am not living what I'm teaching. This is not good. And the vision I'm about to relate to you also came to mind. After he said that, I remembered the vision he gave me about how I made him wait. He showed me a ship coming into port with the great king to see his bride, who of course was supposed to meet him there. But she got restless and went shopping looking for a new outfit. In the meantime, he came and she wasn't there. I was that bride. I couldn't believe I could be so disrespectful. But I realize now that I've been putting other things first, reasoning that if I get everything out of the way, I can spend time with the Lord. But that's a deception because you never get everything out of the way. There's always something else that demands time. And anyway, by that time, you're very tired and not your best. I realize the messages have suffered. My prayer life has suffered. The painting suffered. My music especially has suffered because I was so caught up in the Martha Martha runaround. I truly was putting the world first. Jesus continued, I want to be first, first, first in your life. After bodily functions like the bathroom, the fire, and something simple to eat, then me. Not the dog, not this one or that one, or checking emails. Lord, what about serving my husband? You've always taught me to honor his needs, even when it's inconvenient. He too can wait. I want to be first, before your husband, before your dog, before anything but the direst necessity. And I had been taking my puppy out in the morning because he was restless. But I can see now that he can wait. He has a free access to going outside, so that's not the issue. It's more an issue of he wants to play. The Lord continued, I promise you, if you put me first, you will see a real turnaround with music and messages and art. Everything will then fall into order, and you won't be chasing your tail all day trying to get it all done before you can do what I considered the most important thing. Your house comes last. Floors, dishes, you name it, it comes absolutely last. Not first, Claire. Not first. If you honor me in this way, I promise you, everything else will fall into place. Ministry, painting, music, Oh my, what a turnaround for you. This is where your headstrong pride becomes most evident. Do away with this and I will indeed be a very happy Jesus. Lord, am I supposed to teach this to people with little children and responsibilities? Yes, of course. And you know how to manage that. You did it with my help for all those years you were a single mother. Gosh, I've been feeling like I needed to make this change for a long time, but I just couldn't seem to do it. One huge issue was getting up late in the morning because I would work until 6 a.m., and when I got up at 2 p.m., things were clamoring for my attention. 
people at the door communicating with helpers who had normal hours, etc., etc. But now my hours are a little more sane and could easily work. At least the first four hours devoted to prayer, the message, and music. The Lord went on. You've been blocked and blinded. But again, it's your materialistic side that wants everything in order. That's why I gave you the money changers in the temple for a scripture reading. You've been living for the externals, and that's why you're majorly frustrated and disappointed with the most important tasks. Lord, what about playing the flute? I want you to practice your flutes. It's good for your soul and your breathing, but certainly no more than an hour a day. Forty-five minutes is best. It really will improve your breathing and singing. And this is me, Claire. As an aside, someone sent me a flute in the mail. By the way, thank you, whoever you were. That was very much a gift from Holy Spirit. It was nice. But I also sought permission from the Lord to get a penny whistle and an Egyptian flute because the sounds were something I wanted to use in my music. We discerned it was the Lord and bought them from Eric the Flute Maker. They are absolutely marvelous instruments made from bamboo. Uh, one is and the Egyptian and penny whistles from wood. But you know how it is when you get something special? You get permission and you think it's okay and then you get it and the devil start pounding you with false guilt, telling you you should have given the money to the poor. So there was always this false guilt in the back of my mind and I thought, what if I didn't, what if we didn't discern right? The Lord addressed that. He said, stop ducking your head. I gave you those flutes. This is me. <laughs> oh boy. So that was the end of the false guilt. And I've kind of been thinking I should do the full communion service with Scripture readings from the Psalms, the New Testament, the Old Testament, you know, kind of a well-rounded communion service. And uh, I found a missile that I use. It's very nice. It's a Sunday missile from one of the liturgical churches, and it really helps. Uh, it puts all the readings together by subject. So I've been using that for my communion service. And so I asked him, what about a full communion service with all the scripture readings and prayers? He answered, every day, you are a leader, a mother. You have children you must cover in prayer. When you lift them up to me in the communion service, I cover them with my blood, my kisses, my protection, my concern for their daily needs. There's nothing you can do that is more important than the communion service. This is me. There's nothing you can do. I don't care how you feel. It is your obedience that I will bless. Remember, even a communion service, poorly said, will still bring forth fruit. I mean that. Yet none of your services need to be poorly done. He lifted my chin. Claire, this is me. All of this is me. 
I mean it. Me first, a communion service with scripture readings and prayers, then the world and its doings. Please, this must be. Yes, Lord, with your help, yes. And I'm sorry doesn't get it, but nevertheless, I am very sorry. I forgive you, spouse of my heart. I forgive you. Now you will see things turning around. This has been a major issue out of place. Now that you've repented, we can go forward. Do you want me to teach this, Lord? Yes, of course. What do you think? You've been majoring on minors, and now you'll be majoring on majors. You're not the only one. Don't you think this is something important to pass on? I do, Lord. The fog started to clear from my head and everything became clear and made sense again. Jesus said, See, already you're feeling better. It was also bad for your health because you were under constant pressure to get all these things done in order to have time with me. Lord, just as a sign to me that this is truly you and not a demon, could you please take this fibro pain away back to a three? He answered, we'll see. How badly do you want your husband to be up and around? Oh, Lord, you know the answer to that. Then be satisfied with a four. Right now you're at a five heading towards six. If I reduce it to four, then he will also have what he needs to get up and be able to work. Okay, I answered. He held me tightly to his heart. Oh, Claire... Know that I love you so very deeply, and I need your cooperation in these matters. That is why I'm bringing them forth to you for resolution. We don't have time for this. You've been missing substantial breakthroughs because of your priorities, and you knew better. So what happened? You put the world first, very simply, and now you're going to shove it back where it belongs. The last of the last of the last thing of the day. And that was the end of his message. Well, heart dwellers, I can't possibly stress to you the importance of what he's saying. And by the way, my fibro pain went way back to a four. Ezekiel got up and just lit into his music and had a wonderful night of prayer and music. So I've determined, as usual, this truly is the Lord speaking to my heart. I got up this morning and went straight into prayer. Wow, what a difference. If you don't put him first, you are not going to have the fruit to show for it. By the end of the day, your mind is swimming in the muck of the world. Somehow you have to stop that Ferris wheel and get off. And it's really hard. But when you get up first thing in the morning and devote that time to him, your mind is clear. You don't have to fight all the thoughts that come rushing in. I used to do this without fail, and it worked wonderfully. I'd go to bed at 8 o'clock at night, get up at 4 in the morning, and I had a good three hours before my children woke up to do the things I needed before homeschooling. It's a matter of making up your mind. What is the most important thing in your life? If it's your housework and having a clean floor and a clean sink, you're going to wear yourself out. 
And what kind of story does that tell about the most important thing in your life? The house comes first and Jesus comes last. Your husband comes first and Jesus comes later. Your children come first and then the Lord. I'm saying this to those of you who are very, very serious about having a profound relationship with God and bringing forth the fruit of that relationship. If that's what you want, you absolutely must prioritize your day to put Him first when you're awake, alert, and in the stillness of uninterrupted solitude. To do it any other way shows that He is not the number one priority in your life. You may have to sit your family down and explain it to them, telling them that you'll be a much better mother and wife if you put God first. You are also showing them what their priorities should be from the time they're little until they leave home. And if they don't follow that example, it won't be your fault. Seek Him, dear heart dwellers, and He'll make a way for you. The Lord is going to do this for us. God bless you all.